This is John Verveke. This is Simon Essler. Hi, it's Heather Prozac. This is Tom Luongo. This is Alex Craner. This is Steve Kirsch. This is Dr. Pierre Corey, and you are listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Happy Wednesday, hump day. Hope everybody's week is moving along. Before we get to today's episode, let's talk about today's episode uh, sponsors, Guardian Plumbing and Heating. I'm talking Blaine and Joy Steffen. They're home of the Guardian Power Station, bringing free electricity to everyone, as well as reliable off-grid solutions, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and beyond. For all the information, Go to guardianplumbing.ca where you can schedule your next appointment at any time. Here's a cool one for for, uh, all you small towns. You got community fundraisers, you got different events you're trying to get off the ground and running, you're trying to grab a little bit of fundraising or, or fundraising, a little bit of advertising, sorry. Caleb Taves, Renegade Acres, has uh, bought an ad spot. And me and him got talking about it. He's like, I, I just want to support what you're doing and I appreciate what you're trying to do. And I was like, oh man, that's super cool. Well, what do you want to put in the ad spot? He's like, I don't know, like, uh, what do you think? And so we got talking back and forth. And, uh, of course, if you were listening to the Tuesday Mashup at the end, we've started talking about some different uh, community fundraisers that are going on, some different uh, events uh, coming, and I, me and him got talking about it. He said, all right, let's 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 try it. So here we go. All right, so Caleb Taves, Renegade Acres, shout out to them guys, first and foremost, uh, beauty of a dude. Uh, buying a spot, giving the spot over to uh, community fundraisers for the time being. So here's the first one. Slim had reached out. He said they got a fundraiser going on in Marwane. They need a new ice plant, boards, new pipes under the arena floor, and they're having a concert on September 8th, 2023. Uh, Gord Bamford, Dwayne Steele going to be out in uh, Marwane. So I thought, hey, why not talk about it here? Uh, give uh, some people some uh, a heads up that, hey, there's going to be some community events. You can hear about it on on Wednesdays. Caleb Taves and the Renegade Acres going to give up their spot. So I thought that was really cool. So once again, that's September 8th. Gord Bamford, Dwayne Steele uh, raising money. Uh, Marwayne raising some money for a new ice plant boards and pipes under their arena floor. So, hey, we all know the arena is the heartbeat of all these small uh, communities. So if you can uh, reach out there or get out there to help support and, uh, you know, go go listen. Uh, well, go, go see some great uh, performance. And Gord Bamford and Dwayne Steele. There you go. Deer and Steer Butchery, butcher shop here in the Lloydminster area. They're looking for a butcher. And uh, if that is uh, something that, well, I would argue one of two things. You're already in the industry. You're looking for an opportunity to be uh, the head cheese, um, you know, uh, kind of dictate your, your own schedule, that type of thing. Or if you're interested in, you know, getting into it and uh, seeing how uh, the meat cutting industry works, either way, uh, you should reach out to the Deer and Steer here in Lloydminster, uh, or Lloydminster area, uh, apologies, 780-870-8700. You know, and if you've got an animal, you know, uh, that uh, needs to be butchered, they uh, they can get you hooked up there as well. And if you're looking to get your hands in the meat cutting process, you can also go do that too. So, hey, they are offering a lot of different cool opportunities uh, uh, there. And uh, Erickson Agro Incorporated out of Irma, Alberta. They've uh, Kent and Tasha Erickson family farm raising four kids, growing food for their community and this great country. Of course, they've teamed up with the SMP, like what I'm all about, and wanted to help out. It seems like Wednesdays are becoming all about that, isn't it? Erickson's and now uh, Caleb Taves. Hey, uh, if you're interested in getting uh, supporting the podcast a little bit, want to get a little shout out on the podcast, reach out in the show notes, shoot me a text. Would love to team up with uh, uh, your business or. Uh, if it's a, it's a family farm, et cetera, would love to have uh, 
um, you know, on the podcast. Let me know uh, what your thoughts are, and by all means, reach out to me, uh, shoot me a text, all right? Now let's get on to that tale of the tape brought to you by Hancock Petroleum. For the past 80 years, they've been an industry leader in bulk fuels, lubricants, methanol, and chemicals delivering to your farm, commercial or oil field locations. For more information, visit them at hancockpetroleum.ca. <laughs> She's a business owner, massage therapist, a wife, a mother. I'm talking about Sharla Sebastian. So buckle up. Here we go. This is Sharla Sebastian, and you're listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Well, welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sharla Sebastian. So first off, thanks for hopping on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's um, it's been an interesting. Uh, as everybody can tell, if they're watching, I'm sitting, I'm I'm sitting on holidays right now. I'm sitting in the the old uh, the office or kind of office. Anyways, it doesn't matter. We're not here to talk about that, but uh, a little different look. And I was I was kind of laughing about Lumsden, Saskatchewan, small town Saskatchewan. It was uh, you, you may know this, Charlie. You probably do because you're friends with Henry. But you got to go back all the way to December twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. That's how long ago him and Jamie came on. Yeah, uh, it seems like a lifetime ago. And then uh, not that long ago, I had uh, Leah Meyer on from uh, uh, an EA from Esther Hazy. People remember that episode four fifty three. And it just seems like you know, I feel like I'm not going to be talking to small town Saskatchewan people, and they just keep popping up, and and you're <laughs> you're no different. So uh, maybe we could just start with a little bit of your your background, Charla, and then. Um, and of course, jump into a whole bunch of uh, different subjects that are now probably new to you, but, uh, you know, I've become conversation of the water cooler, so to speak. For sure. Sounds good. Um, well, I'm a massage therapist for 24 years in Lumsden, and I live outside of Craven. Um, I have a 15-year-old son and an 18-year-old who just graduated son as well. And... Um, yeah, I I am new to this whole realm <laughs> of speaking, and uh, I just feel compelled to to uh, I guess say what needs to be said and um, speak for people who feel they may not want to or can't or what have you. We've we've just recently had some interesting things come up at the end of the school year, and uh, I just feel like. The last few years, I stood by and didn't say a lot of stuff, and now I'm just ready to speak because I don't want to stand by anymore and just um, have something to say but not have a voice. So um, here I am. You know, it's 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 funny. Of course, uh, for people like Lumsden, before before the last like month or two. You know, if uh, I probably could have joked about Lumsden a few different ways, and and certainly uh, I'm no different coming from small town Saskatchewan. There, you know, Hillmont isn't exactly on the map, um, right. but uh, of course, over the last you know like month, a little over a month, uh, or maybe a little under a month, um, you know, Lumsden's put up, been put on the map because of the the material that came out in a grade nine class, the A to Z sex cards, and of course, uh, listeners of the show will recall me and twos walking through them and then going, oh, we should have put like an R rating at the start of this, yeah. you know, like it's pretty uh, pretty crazy. It feels like a bad game of uh, of Cards Against Humanity or something that you might play at a at a. Uh, an adult only dinner party instead um there it sits in a grade nine classroom um 
to walk us through it. Uh, yeah. Honestly, you know, one of the things I, I said to you, Charlotte, before, you know, when we first talked is I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a, I got little kids. And uh, certainly when, when you read a news story, you know, they talk about, oh, that it was on a secondary table, that only one kid asked about it, that it was an LGBTQ, that they were just, you know, these resources are, are for them and, and and blah, blah, blah. And the story goes on and on. And I can rattle off about eight different news articles on it. But regardless, you're a mom that has um, a kid in the class uh, and, and certainly knows the area well. Yeah. So, so yeah, about the last three or four days of school, um course everybody's busy with year ends and wishing everything was done so everyone could c- carry on with summer um it came out that uh our grade nine class in lumsden high school had uh planned parenthood as presenters come in for health class to discuss uh hiv consent and sexually transmitted infections which was good enough you know we that would seem normal to me it would seem like the thing to do, you know, it sounds like good sexual education. However, we did not have any knowledge of them coming in. Um, our class teacher sent out a email saying that they'd be having a frank discussion on sex. And uh, if there was anybody who had any issues with that, they should uh, email him. And I thought, well, I, I really don't if, if those were the things that were going to be uh, spoken on. And he listed those things off as what they were speaking on did not mention Planned Parenthood. There was no consent forms um, saying that Planned Parenthood was coming in. And typically there's a consent form for really absolutely everything going on in the school. So it was just odd that we didn't know they were coming in. Um, and and truly, I, I don't know if anybody would find it very concerning that they were coming in. Everyone would just go, oh, okay, well, that's okay. Um, all things considered though, um, there were two different classes that they spoke um, at, and uh, my son was in the second class. The first class went, I guess, maybe more uneventful than the second one. The first one uh, was more timely, and they did not have time after their presentation. In my son's class, there was 15 minutes extra after. And uh, at that point, um, they had some props on a side table that they had set out, Uh, One was the uh, A to Z sexual cards, which uh, have literally A to Z. And there's a there's a um, term for each uh, letter of the alphabet, as well as a kind of a cartoony type picture and then a explanation of what each of those are. And there is many (laughs) interesting words on there. Um, There was also some pamphlets that were entitled uh, Safer Sex Guide, and it was about when I printed it off, it was about 50 pages, and they uh, had one of those for each of the kids in the class. So at that end of the uh, discussion of their HIV, sexually transmitted infections, and um, consent, which was their their focus on on their speech that day, um, they one of the presenters handed out a couple cards to two different uh, boys in the class. And then they took some of those cards and spread them out on side tables for the kids to come and have a look at. Um, It's interesting, Sean, because I have one um, depiction of it from my son. And there was another gal who spoke with me at the Lumsden Town Hall meeting, and she had another whole different um, picture because her daughter, who saw something different than my son, 
everybody has kind of a different, uh, uh, story around it, you know? So, so I kind of am piggybacking on what she has told me as well. So I can get a little bit more to the story for you. So, um, there, of course the boys in the class are a little bit different than the girls. They, they make fun of it and kind of yell out, what Zagnet? What's that? Ha ha! And and they're laughing because even if you're uncomfortable, you kind of don't want to show that. You want to think, make fun of it, or make light of it. However, I think some of the females were more. I'm not going to go with the extent of traumatized kids nowadays are exposed to a lot of stuff, and I'm no um, prude myself. I'll say, however, the the uh, vulgarity and the um, adult content and the depiction of these um, props were pornographic. So, for instance, um, different stuff on um, um, fisting and sadism and masochism and peeing on people and scat play so crapping on people um well the it, one the one that sticks out uh, the one that i'd written down you know i went back and listened to the mashup when we talked about it because we read through you know I, I i i apologize to anyone i should have put a big warning at the start sorry. Of that. <laughs> yeah. but not, not to this to the mashup because we actually read through the cards and one oh, of good. them was one of them was felching right because yeah. everyone's like oh the cards they you know the ones on the the cbc news article or even uh, global are are like you know the letter b bisexual and oh they're all upset about that it's like no nobody's upset about that what people nobody's are upset, upset ab- about that what people are upset about are felching half and half the ermatio urophilia zagnut there are all these things where i'm like i'm a grown-ass man and i'm, I'm like what the heck is that right like yeah. this is this is a bit ins- insane it is it really is and i think it was shocking actually i just uh um my son Okay, so back to the story. So they're looking at these things. And, um, you know, um, my one friend, she said her daughter was really quite upset because girls are thinking their first sexual experience is not going to be something fulfilled with these types of things. It is, uh, I think, shocking. I think it's scary. I think they were nervous. And all with that teacher present in the room, and I'm not about throwing teachers under the bus. It's really not what I'm about at all, quite frankly. But I just am wondering, I have so many questions around that. Just, you know, what was he thinking? Was he concerned at all? He didn't interrupt. He didn't say, you know what, what's going on here? What is, what, what are these props? Hey, I just, I think I better have a look here. And even backing up a little bit more, them coming into our school with a box of stuff I guess people are just going, well, it's Planned Parenthood. What what would they have in there? They just have a little bit of information. Um, they have a few things. Maybe they have condoms for the kids. Maybe they've got um, brochures about disease. Who knows? Nobody really had a big look in there because if they did, I'm very sure they wouldn't have wanted those in front of the children. And I mean, I'm going to just go on a wing and a prayer saying, I'm really hoping that they wouldn't have wanted that in front of the kids. My son wore a hat, a ball cap that said Fernie Brewery on it one day. And he got in trouble for that. And when we're using such language, like, like the F word and full on pornographic content that is really for adults, 
Um, I just don't see how we can allow that in the school and in public school when you are just having a grade nine health class going to discuss things that are pertinent to their age. So, so here's, here's the boys making fun of it because they don't know what to do. The girls are kind of freaked out because they're going, what the heck is this? And the teacher's sitting there going, I have really no idea what he was doing, but but I'm just wondering what the point of this was when he sat through it the first time. And maybe that was just uneventful. And then this time, this is all breaking loose in front of him. So there's there's commotion in the class. And he's just wanting to calm it down because he's realizing the boys are making fun of this. And the presenters are handing out one of those safer sex guides on everybody's desks. Now, within that, it talks of certain things like disease does talk of certain um you know the the how to put a condom on um certain sexual activities which include some of the things i've already mentioned like the scat play the peeing on people but i'm talking like bondage and i'm talking things that are just not appropriate for 14 and 15 year olds when you are talking about sexual acts that are in the realm of kink and porn to me absolutely absolutely does not um enter the public school realm of discussion and there's so many people who seem to think that that is actually okay and then there's people who just think this is a one offer and they're like yeah they made a mistake and i'm like well they packed their box to bring in that room They knew what they brought in there, and then they showed the kids on purpose. Charlotte, do you, do you think people are okay with it, or they or they haven't read the material themselves? You know, Maybe if that. you if you read the once again, I go back to the different news articles. If you read the Western Standard, it actually showed a few of like the images where you're like, oh man, that. And they picked out you know one of one of like Zagnut or I can't remember which one they picked out, but they picked one of the ones where I'm like, what the heck is that? Right? They, you know, like uh, uh, in my day, and I assume this is still a, a, a thing. You go to the Urban Dictionary and you look up uh, something, and you're like, oh okay, well that's I'm, that is about as strange as it gets you know i grew up in a hockey dressing room yeah. uh lots of things are said in there you know that you kind of chuckle about and you're kind of like oh okay right but uh, you go to the cbc the global the 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 different uh, newsrooms like that and they look at it and go you know i even read the 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 official opposition in in saskatchewan so oh yeah it, it feels like it didn't have a place there but i haven't actually looked at the cards yet and i'm like you're the official opposition why wouldn't you read the cards and go like oh this is this is like this has no place you know uh so politicians are even funny because they haven't read the material um so if you just read the cbc you're loyal you think ah what they're reporting on is factual it looks like it's an attack on kids learning about the LGBTQ uh, community, the fact that people are uncomfortable with that already, and there's a whole bunch of, there's a, we could go down that rabbit hole, but y- you get the point, and that's how they frame it. But when you actually read the cards for yourself, I, I have a hard time believing anyone, any parent, can defend, well, I'll say it again, felching, half and half, Irmatio, Urophilia, Zagnut, it's like, come on. Like, let's get real here. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And then you, you mentioned the, the material handed out, the book uh, or pamphlet, I guess. Um, you know, like once again, uh, safe sex and all the different things. We can argue what age a kid should be exposed to that, certainly. Yeah. 
But there's things tucked in there, like you've already uh, mentioned, the kink uh, side of things that it's like, I don't think it's healthy for an adult relationship, let alone teaching it to kids. And so you go back to how much of those parents who are going, oh, it's not a big deal, are actually looking into it and have read it and went, oh, because it's pretty hard to freaking defend when you when you read through a bunch of it. You're like, this is messed up like this. like This is messed up. Absolutely. I agree 100% with you. And I do think that that is exactly the case. There's so many people just watching what comes out in the news. And uh, you're right, our government currently uh, did not address it. There is the small amount of well, um, the education minister did put a small uh, pause on Planned Parenthood coming in the summertime to schools well it's summertime and there's probably not a lot of stuff going on during the summer so so that really was just kind of a little wash over to appease the group i think real quick because that's about the only thing that's really been done about this and i think i think you're absolutely right people just look at what they see on the news they downplayed it immensely um it did look like the kids were the people that were like stealing cards and doing this and 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 that planned parent who was was the victim in the situation which is absolutely ludicrous i do think that people have not read them fully and they just look or glance at what was shown and and but honestly really look at them and read them because it is it is appalling um it made my blood boil I literally could not sleep that night thinking, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, who do you go to? And I think this is the big problem right now is, is, um, well, it's summer. People would rather just sweep it under the rug and go, you know what? They made a mistake. Let's just, let's just have summer and, and it'll be okay by the time the school year rolls around again in the fall. But I, I, in my gut, I don't believe that. I just... I can't believe that this was a mistake. The school is usually diligent in making sure about the stuff that the kids have awareness to, stuff that comes in the classroom. To me, it's like, who approved this? Who got the, the uh, who, who, who said this is okay? Number one, okay, Planned Parenthood. And then what is the curriculum? What what does this, who said this was okay to come into the classroom? And then two, I just don't know why the teacher himself couldn't have just made a talk on that and why we have to search you, for outside sources. Do you wonder, general. do you want, you know, you've lived through the last uh, three years and, yeah. and it, certainly you have your stories from um, uh, COVID and everything else, but but I wonder the way they frame it, at least, and I could be wrong on this, folks. So please go and 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 read some of the articles for yourself. But the way they kind of frame it is an attack on the LGBTQ two yeah. uh, SL plus community. And I chuckle at that. Oh, yeah, once again, th- th- so that that's the way they're going to frame it. So if you're the teacher sitting in the classroom, you've got Planned Parenthood in. You've just been through three years where you're, even if you have your own thoughts, you better not say them on kids basking and different things like that. Because, you know, to do that, we've all lived it. You, uh, you're pretty much ostracized from society. So I, I just, when I hear it, I'm like, uh, he probably was just like, I'm uncomfortable, but, uh, you know, like this is, they're, they're experts and they, they, you know, they, they under, it's like, no, you're a grown ass man and you're teaching a class. You're in a position of power. You should probably just be like, oh, let's maybe leave this out of the equation, right? These kids mm-hmm. don't need to. 
but so many people are um, trying to find their voice, Charlotte, I guess is what I'm what I'm trying to get around to. Even yourself, you know, before we hopped on, we were talking about, you know, you didn't think you'd ever be in this position where you're sitting here talking to me or, or you know, you've, you've been to live events now where you've had to share this story. Yeah. Um, maybe let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, people such as yourself trying to find their voice and how uncomfortable that is because uh, certainly I don't think you saw this in the cards um, a year ago, let alone five years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, I think, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I am a person who likes to speak her mind and yet I'm not one to speak in front of people per se. I, I have been in front of people. I've done some competitions where in which uh, when COVID broke out a couple of years ago, I was actually going to a fitness competition in Toronto that I went to and then it got canceled the very next day. Like when you mean fitness, uh, just so I'm cl- like, we're talking like, um, like bodybuilding. bodybuilding. Thank you. Yeah. So let me get yeah. this straight, just so I'm clear, because like you worry about talking in front of people. I would worry about being uh in my speedo in front of people i'm like ah folks i don't know about you but i'm like that terrifies me right yeah so to be judged on your physical attributes is uh is an interesting thing i i I guess i'm surprised you'd be so terrified of speaking when you've already been to competitions where that you know you've worked i I actually don't know how long it takes and we can certainly uh, jump into some of that i want to kind of try and avoid that because i want to i want to talk about you um speaking to people but like i mean literally you're going in front of people on stage where they're like you know it's poses and it's it's your body physique i don't know i don't even know what all the judging material is but to me i'm like that's terrifying like if there's a terrifying thing that's terrifying i think i think what it taught me actually i've had many I've had a few times on stage with it and I was going to a national competition for the first time and then COVID shut everything down. So um, just to touch base a little bit on that, I've had times where I've had full on panic attack on stage because um, I'm confident in doing all the work it takes to get there. But being present on stage where people are judging you and even speaking in front of people, it's kind of the same realm. you can get used to it the more you do it but at first it's very uh it's a tough one it's a tough one unless you thrive on that and that's not really my type of thing so i think what it has taught me is to just breathe and get up and do what you know say your um piece so that people can hear you because there's more people like that even even in the competition world um you know, you can get up there, but if you just have a little pang of anxiety, um, breathing is huge so that you can get through it because you're there for a purpose. Same with this. I'm here for a purpose. Um, I have a lot to say, and I just think it's it's going to be more tragic if I don't actually try to help uh, people. So many people have come up to me and are just like thankful that I'm saying something. So that's inspiring. Um, I like to compete. I like to do things for myself. I'm in the health. Um, I'm in the business of health doing massage therapy. I, I have a lot of um, interest in that realm of stuff. But this too, I just feel like um, it's time to stand up and it's time to say something. Living through the whole realm of COVID and knowing that there was a lot of... Um, 
there was a lot of people trying to just split groups up and um, turn people against one another. And uh, living through that was a very hard time. It was really odd. It was so to have that disconnect and um, um, have so much canceled, have life just put on hold and uh, and live day to day in this fight or flight realm of like, what's the next rule? What's the next thing? What's the next? I just, I kind of gained courage from that in some fashion because it was, that was a hard time. It was a really hard time for me. It was a hard time to be made to stop working at my job, which I'm very connected to, very connected to my clientele and my people, small town, small realm, love my job, hard to just get through the daily next rule, the next thing, my competition's canceled, I come home the next day. You just felt out of sorts, right? So I I think I just gained more courage to say something and do something because that was such a hard time. And then um, you can see how this has trickled into the school, some of this, um, you know, I, I'm not here to like down anybody in, in the realm of transgender, um, your sexuality, your anything in that nature. But it's been really trickling into the schools. And um, this was kind of just like the be all end all of a big smack in the face. Whether it was intentional or not, whether, um, um, whether it was it was just made to come in at this time or not, I have no idea. The point of the matter is I am just absolutely not going to not be a voice now. I will do what it takes to bring awareness to people because people just have to be aware and they have to be aware of the truth. And the truth of the matter is this is a kind of an, a direct attack on our kids. And if you don't see it like that, I, I don't know what else to say. It is the content is just beyond belief to me and so people really need to read it for themselves and really understand that this was presented to 14 and 15 year old children you have been doing some talks uh, in front of people have you had people yeah. disagree with you um yeah. and 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 what was their argument um yeah i did recently actually um in strasbourg we had a, a talk and um you know, people came out, they, they want to know what's going on. Grandparents want to know what's going on with their grandkids and small town feel. People just kind of want to know what what the deal is. And they like hearing it from somebody who has a child right in that class so they can really have an idea. There were a couple of people that had come out to that meeting and um, a mother and um, um, a, a young teacher and uh, he had mentioned that he he stood up and he had said, um, you know, I'm a teacher and, and uh, I, you know, I found out this stuff on my own. I found out this stuff on the Internet. If you have the Internet, you can find this stuff out. So what does it matter? And I just I wasn't super prepared for that, Sean, actually. I uh, got a little bit nervous because I thought, oh, OK, we're going to have a <laughs> little bit of feedback to this. OK, OK. And so I just took a moment and I thought, just remember what you're here for. Just remember that this does not belong in public school. And so him being a teacher, um, which is what he said, I, I don't know him. I don't know if, uh, 
you know, his background at all, but this is what he had said. And he said that this was just kind of normal stuff, that this is out there, that this is um, around and uh, the kids can find it. And I don't disagree with that. The kids can absolutely find it. There is more than enough stuff that they are um, uh, have uh, access to nowadays. And so I just said to him, you know what? Bottom line is nobody had a choice here. Those kids didn't have a choice. They were in that room. They were with a teacher who in their school, they felt they can't just get up and go uh, if they didn't like it, if they were uncomfortable. So they're a captive audience there. And we as parents had no idea. So what it does is it takes that choice away. It takes that choice away from parents. It took their choice away from wanting to be there or not. And so whether or not people know these words or not is kind of irrelevant. It's like you can look up anything nowadays that you want to know, granted. But we did not need to introduce this type of terminology to them in this class. This does not belong in public school. And I think that's the absolute bottom line. Like, I don't see how any of this, when our kids can't go around swearing, our kids have rules and regulations there, but we can just blow in and expose that, like have this big expose of pornographic material. Just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to parents who, who go, you know, what is this coming to? Where does this end? Where are the lines to be drawn here? What are the rules? What are the boundaries? What are the regulations anymore if this is how it is? Like, I'm not denying that kids have access to a lot of stuff. I'm just saying we don't need to throw more in their face. It's beyond unreal to me. I just, and then there was another gal who spoke up and she said she's a mom and she is a 14 year old and no, sorry, 15 year old. And, um, she thought it would be completely fine to just read these out to her and this was whatever. And I just said, you know what, again, uh, I'm not here to tell you how to parent your children, but honestly, um, we're just still putting this back into where we started, which was um, if you as a person feel like that is okay, um, that's whatever it's, this is, this is public school and we need to have people informed of what goes on before you make that choice individually for your your kids. And uh, I don't know a lot of people who are going to agree that these, this is the right topic and the right realm of education that we want for our children at that age. Yeah, here's the thing. We all know this now. With the ability of the internet, you can find whatever you want to find. You can find mm -hmm. rape on there. Is that okay? We're right. going to teach kids about that? We're going right. to, uh, right? Like a uh, public school division, public school system, sorry, is there to teach, uh, you know, a lot of different things. Certainly yep. there's a reason for health class, right? I don't think most of us would argue that, right? Yep. But it's also a place of like influence and like showing, oh, that this is okay. Like imagine having a group of all adults around and saying that, you know, all these different things are okay. Well, and the reason we teach them it's okay is they can find it anyways. It's like, well, yeah, you moron. They can find it. Yeah, we don't have to show them that you know. Here's the key, and and just run away with it, right? Absolutely. Like they're, they're at such a young age that uh, you know. I well, and they're vulnerable, Sean. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but they're vulnerable, right? So, so that vulnerability, and when they feel that they have this adult person who's their teacher that's supposed to be in there, looking out for them, protecting them, making sure, and then this this feeling on, of uncomfortable, like 
what is this? What's going on here? Because they're not stupid. We got to give them some credit, right? These kids are going, what is, they know that this is wrong. They know there's no other area in school where you're learning math, science, critical thinking, where you're supposed to be doing school projects. And then this just floods into the atmosphere, right into the room, right under their noses. They're going, what is going on here? And why isn't he helping us or saying something? And how am I supposed to feel about this? And they know not to be rude. They know not to, you know, they, they're just sitting there dumbfounded as well. Like, honestly, how can, how can we expect them to feel comfortable in that classroom? And then that just brings this distrust into it from the parents' point of view, from their point of view. And when there's no set boundaries or rules or things regarding such content or just actions on the school's part, on um, who they bring in to present, on what goes on in general, what do you expect kids to do? What do you expect them? What do you expect from them? And how should they feel? So they have a distrust and they have a vulnerability that's been um, targeted and and it's it's not comfortable now. It's going back in the fall is going to be weird. Let's face it. Yeah, well, and, and and here's the thing from where I sit, you know, I'm um, once again, I got young kids. That doesn't mean that uh, I'm I'm not paying attention to what's going on because I certainly am. They're going to have to walk through it. And compared to when I was a kid, you know, you can't live in the past, but, um, you know, I remember health class. I remember health class being like extremely uncomfortable with a, with a, with a condom, let alone anything else, you know? Right. Um, but t in today's world, we were just having this conversation about, you know, and, and different parents are going to have different thoughts on when you give your, your kid a phone and what the purpose of the phone is and everything else. But the truth of the matter is you give them a smartphone and they have any access to internet. The, the endless topics they can find on there is endless. It is the internet folks. And so like, you know, so we sit, my wife and I, we sit, we've had lots of chats about it. It's like, well, when do you give it to them? It's like, well, never, yeah. <laughs> you, know? <Yeah. laughs> you know, but the, but the matter of the fact is, is eventually they will have one and how best to prepare them for the difficulty of, uh, of, uh, of going through that landscape. I know like tons of adults, well, tons of young adults, I should say, even myself, you know, like, the ability to look up anything is a really, really dangerous and hard to grapple with um, ability because, you know, like, um, although, although like porn and prostitution and things like that have been around for a long time, mm -hmm. the ability to have it whenever you want it at your disposal uh, has not been like that. And that's right. It is unnerving to me honestly when i think about it i'm actually trying to get a, a lady on right now um that is trying to sue uh pornhub because of uh Ooh. prostitution and different things going on there with uh like young victims and different things like that and i was like i think that's good for people to know you know like we we talk about it being an adult content and it's fine you know like it, once you become an adult it's fine it's totally fine and yet i've talked to different people that have become addicted to it and you're and, and people need to realize like Pornhub and things like that, that's not like human interaction, you know? Like that's not a yeah. a, a, a healthy relationship. And if you yeah. don't know that, like I, f I don't I feel sorry for you, but at the same time, like I don't know how you break people out of that. Because once again, it's it's this it's this thing that like 
it's been around for years, folks. It's not like it's I'm I'm uh, I'm a total prude to this, but it's also like, but I also came from a time before that, so you know that it's not true. Everything that happens on that screen is like, oh yeah, that's a relationship. That's what it needs to happen in the bedroom, and so you draw it all the way back to 14, 15 year olds. Like, listen, I'm sitting here as a man, thirty seven, and there's terms in there I've never even heard of. Would never yeah. think to do in the bedroom ever. Yeah. The most ridiculous things in the world. Can you joke about it when you get older? I, listen, you joke about a lot of dark uh, subjects when you get older. But kids need to just kids, be kids. don't need any overexposure to that stuff. And it is promoting dysfunctional sexual acts that are that have no... Um, listen, as adults, we can go, yes, wouldn't it be lovely if you could just say... You know, you wait until you find the person you love, yeah, and sure. then sex is this wonderful that's, thing. That's and totally on and on. disregarding our entire our entire teen years into our early twenties. There's, there's, I, I'm, I'm like nervous for when my kids get to probably be about fifteen, sixteen. To yeah. especially the boys because they're going to follow my track record, which is from sixteen to twenty-five. They're going to do really dumb things. <laughs> I'm going to have to pray a lot that they don't kill themselves <laughs> because you know, young boys are stupid. We yeah. are stupid. There's yeah. no way of getting around it. I got to, <laughs> um, you know, the, the thing is, um, yeah, I, I just, I just, uh, honestly, the, the dysfunctionality of it, I think was just so, uh, maddening to me because yeah, they do have access to pornographic stuff as is. And, um, I think I, I want to believe that there is some, left for them to count on and uh, adults to look to for um, security, for help, for um, a standard of uh, uh, knowledge when they have questions that are real and when things come up and school should be one of those places where they feel comfortable and secure and there's a standard at which is held that is protective of them. And so to me, it just this dysfunctional feel and all of the, the crap involved with it kind of broke that security, kind of broke that realm. And now to me, I think this just opened up this door of anything goes and there's no, um, where do they go for help? Where do they look to in the sense of if they're looking for an adult person, obviously there's certain people that we remember, um, ourselves like coaches teachers somebody who was there for you in a time where you were like oh i need i need a guy i need a person to help me through this thing and what it does for me is what i felt was it really broke that bond there that that it's like i don't know the words i'm looking for but it's just this feel of um now there's not a security anymore it's like when you're bringing in this type of uh, language and this type of really intimate, odd sexual stuff, how uncomfortable would that have possibly been for those kids? So to not have someone stand up for them and, and uh, say something, I think was very, it's very disturbing for me that that's where our, our school landed on this. And then our principal, again, I'm not really into throwing everybody under the bus, but there are consequences for actions. So I don't know where this is leading us. I I don't know 
what this is looking like currently, because summertime, it's very hard to get a distinct answer. There's been multiple letters written to multiple avenues of people um, directly with the school to um, Prairie Valley School Division to education minister, phone calls and stuff made to Planned Parenthood. And it's kind of been all in vain. And um, everybody gives you the little bit of, uh, yeah, we know, oh, we're talking to the people, yes, blah, blah, blah. Nothing's happening, though. Nothing concrete is happening. And I think what people want is something concrete to happen. Because if nothing does, you know this is just going to go on. This is going to get swept under the rug for a while. And then um, the intent is going to be back in full force. Planned Parenthood really doesn't think they did. They don't think anything wrong happened here. As a matter of fact, there was a few people who phoned in directly to them and they were told the same kind of a little spiel. Um, here, here, it, here it is from the Western Standard. A concerned parent called Planned Parenthood about the presentation and the sex cards. The parent asked, you don't see a problem with the delivery of it? Nope. Here's the response from Julia, uh, Julian uh, Wotherspoon, uh, mm -hmm. the Regina Executive Director. Yeah. Nope, it actually makes me happy that you called with this feedback because it means it's working. That's that's um, uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, according to the parent. Now, obviously, could there be a few words uh, misinterpreted there? Sure. But the general message is, is they see nothing wrong with it. Yes, that's the general message. And that's the message I was getting for at least different, like about eight to ten different people. Um, in different avenues, not just parents. Um, I've spoken to a couple people that have interviewed that gal before, and I got the same feedback. So they're proud of it almost is what it seems like, Sean. And to me, that's disgusting. It's actually unbelievable to me. And um, I think that it's actually infuriating to me. I think that this, if this doesn't light a fire under some parents' butts to make something happen and band together and start really um, getting parents back into the system where we can have some type of say in our educational system, um, then I don't know what does, quite frankly. Um, what's next? What's, what's the next level if this is what we are allowing to happen, have happen? Um, yeah, it is. And, and to tackle a big, uh, I, you know, to tackle a, a group like Planned Parenthood, some people just will have none of it because they're like, well, what are we going to do? Everybody feels helpless in this situation and just know you're not helpless at all. I think people coming together is the big thing. And, uh, Getting people on board to listen and um, is very important. Just like going to have these events in small towns and and let people listen because so many people come up and want to talk about it and are happy that there is somebody who is speaking. And so many people feel the same way. You can feel like you're alone in the situation or you don't know what to do or how to tackle it. Keep at it. Keep writing letters. Keep banning together. Keep having conversations. Come out. Listen. And here, and here's the thing that's different, I think, than COVID. You know, in COVID, um, for so long, the the you know there was a divisive argument there of you know, and still is right on on the vaccine and and different things on you yeah. know, public safety and whatever. And there was these two camps. When I read this story off, and and I you know. When you actually go and you go, oh, listen, this is what the card said. This is what mm -hmm. the thing said. 
I'm going to throw it high. I'm going to say 80% of, of, of parents are going to be like, yeah, that has no place. So you're yeah. actually on the right side of this argument. Like, it's just like, I don't, <laughs> there'll, there'll always be somebody who says, oh, they're fine. It isn't that big a deal. And that's fine. That, that's, you know, supposedly that's democracy. Um, but the truth of the matter is, Charlotte, I, when I read off the story or when you talk about it, I'm like, I don't hear any parent going, well, she is completely wrong. Like, this is a total whatever. She's overreacting. It's like, no, actually, I, I just don't see that. So for any uh, parent listening, it's like, actually, you start talking, I think majority of the public is going to back you, probably more of the majority of the public is going to back you and be like, yeah, you know, like this doesn't yeah. have a spot here. It's like, it's it's pretty, uh, it's self-explanatory, at least I think. Um, you know, another thing, you know, I got, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to say this, you, you'll you know the, the name. Um, it's a new candidate for the Sass United Party, uh, John, is it Romick? Yeah, Hromic, yeah. Hromic. Oh, there you yeah. go. Uh, I knew I'd bu- I'll butcher it here. I, I get to sit down with him here in um, a couple of days, which should be interesting Great. as well. Uh, yeah. um, because, you know, one of the things about politicians is certainly Dustin Duncan, the education minister, came out and said, we're, we're done with these guys for at least the summer. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and they won't make a definitive, here it is, right? Yeah. Um, with the, the Sask United Party, they're making a name for themselves on speaking specifically to the issues, which is nice to see out of politicians, right? Uh, Excellent, actually. Now, it's really great. Well, maybe you can enlighten me a little bit because they had sure. uh, they had you got to speak at, uh, I believe, at one of their um, meetings in Lumsden. Now they have John stepping up to run for him in that area. They got an election coming up in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have been your thoughts on uh uh, well, the new candidate on what he s- says and thinks, I, I don't know, it just you're, you're uh, right in the middle of that storm as an election comes for your area. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I know John and he's an excellent guy. He's a family man. He has four children. He has a great wife. They're from Lumsden area. And, um, you know, I think people have just kind of had it with, um, so many things and this just is like the icing on the cake and um i i commend him for standing up and um i'm you know i'm i'm going to help with uh, whatever i can for him to help get his name out there and uh, let people know about him because i think there just needs to be a change we um so many avenues of people are are ready to just stand for something new and uh create a better saskatchewan i think and i think um and and listen you know if you're a parent and you have kids um you can uh, you can listen to things a little bit differently if you don't have children or you're not in that realm it's not the same thing and john's you know john's listening and uh i have a lot of faith and hope put into him um it's exciting it's um all new to me because uh honestly not really a political person here um again it's something i'm just stepping out into all these new avenues right now um and and it's interesting because again um I'm not a political gal. I, I kind of just went with the flow quietly, just would gripe about everything like everybody. But if you don't make a stand and you don't stand up for something and start believing in something, then you don't have a right to just sit around and 
crab about it to your neighbor. You have to start stepping out and trying and doing something and learning and learning um, what your part can be in the community to help out a local guy who's stepping out and, and he just doesn't need this, you know, like he's got a booming business. He's going to put that aside and he's going to stand up for the people and really try and help. And, and their whole motto I think is really interesting and um, it's putting people first. Right. And people have a lot to say, whether it's from a educational standpoint or it's an agricultural point or small business, um, healthcare, mental health, all the huge things that are going on. And we're seeing such a downfall in so many avenues that, that it's a big road to hoe. Um, so he needs, he needs our help. He needs our support. And uh, just thankful that somebody I know and somebody local is willing to step out on a limb like that. So it's important. It's, um, you know, from an outsider looking into Saskatchewan, because now, you know, I grew up in Saskatchewan, now I live in Alberta, right? Watching, um, just in my own experience of watching the UCP when they ousted Jason Kenney, and then you had the leadership runoff. And I mm-hmm. got to witness it firsthand. I got to uh, go to a bunch of the debates. I got to host one of the, the, the roundtables. And seeing Danielle Smith uh, have the ability, because at the time, you know, she was, you know, kind of like a, well, an outsider, I can say it, I guess. Uh, you know, she wasn't elected at the time. And um, her ability to speak freely and speak about the uh, issues is a good reason why she uh, got to, um, I mean, she ran on a couple different things, folks. I'm not uh, overlooking that. But her ability to speak freely on a whole bunch of different topics, now people want to want to criticize her for, for some of the things she said and uh, pin her down on that. And it's interesting to watch now that she is the premier, how gauged she is in talking about things. So one of the things, I guess, from an outsider looking in that uh, Sask United has over the SAS party is their ability to speak freely on anything. Like, uh, I mm-hmm. mean, you just take any candidate, they're going to be sitting there thinking about the playbook and what we're supposed to say as a party, not as a person. And and right away, that should be a leg up. The problem the Sask United has is they're going against an established party in the Sask yeah. party that is overall, I would say, looked at in Canada as like, a bastion of freedom, you know, like they're, they're, you know, they didn't lock down to the the extent that all the rest of the country did and everything else. And yet under their nose in the, the Saskatchewan school system, you know, Planned Parenthood walks in and, and, and does this and, and there's more. I, I'm not here to just mince one thing. I know there's a whole lot going on, For but, sure. uh, you know, if, if I, if I sit here, Charlotte, and I go, you know, the one thing that should be interesting or fun for your area, having an election come up. And I don't know who the 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 candidate is for the SAS party, but it would be fun to have them in a debate-style forum mm-hmm. where they actually have to talk to the things because if he is, you know, he or she is unwilling to talk to a whole bunch of different things. You know, as, a, as an audience member or as a person of the public who doesn't, you know, just kind of goes with the flow because there's a ton of them. I was mm-hmm. one of them. You were mm-hmm. one of them. Yep. You know, the one thing you can't unforget is like seeing a politician not really answer a question and then have somebody else like speak directly to it Yeah, because uh, that's, that's really important. And that's the one advantage I think uh, the Sask United 
probably there's a whole bunch of uh, they'd probably say there's a whole bunch of advantages we got. But sitting on the outside watching it, I'm like the one big advantage is you can literally talk to anything. You have nothing to lose. So talk about it, talk openly about it, and uh, hopefully the you know and we'll see here because John's going to be on the podcast and I plan to grill him on a bunch of different things. And I find it funny when you're like he's a family man. It's like yeah, funny you know like it's like such an extreme thought to just be a family person these days. You know you gotta be you gotta be something completely different than that. That seems yeah. to be the, the public that culture. The truth? Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, no, um, that would be very interesting, actually. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to hearing that one, because John, John's very well spoken. I mean, he I'm just it's so nice. It's, it's a little bit refreshing to have somebody um, politics is politics, but in the sense of, you know, everybody that's in the realm is going to sound a little politician-y. However, when you are trying to do something directly for the people of Saskatchewan, got to give them a chance. You got to try something new. You got to reach out and go, okay, well, this right now, where are we? Um, I found it very interesting that um, Scott Moe didn't have anything directly to attribute to our little situation in Lumsden High School. And um, I think that's, you know, it's, it's telling, it's telling where we are right now. Um, time to bring somebody new in, you know, and see what we can do. I, I just, uh, I'm rallying for him, you know, I just feels like the thing to do feels important. Well, before I let you go, let's do the crude master final question. And uh, I'm using Dale Wilker's words now. You know, ever since he was on, uh, he he's uh, he offered up a new question for the end here. So it's, uh, what's next for Charla? And is there any way we can help? What's next? Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know for sure. I uh, I definitely will go around telling my story as much as it's needed um, and wanted. Um, I feel like, I feel, I feel open. I feel happy. I feel that I'm doing something important. Um, so I'm, I'm quite almost getting into the realm of being content with going and speaking and talking to people that want to hear it. Um, hmm. Well, you could have fooled me. I, I mean, as we sit here closing in an hour, I'm like, here's here's a lady who talks about being terrified of, of talking to people, folks. But uh, to me, I, I don't see any of that. I, I actually see somebody pretty confident sitting on the other side of this. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, I think I think it's just my time. That's all. I just think it's my time. I, I've been down the road of being really nervous in front of a lot of people in different situations. But I just I think it's the time, if not now, when? And, um, yeah, I, I want to stand up for our kids. I want to stand up for not only my kids. I only got one now left in the high school, but, um, my 18 year old is sure proud of me. He's, uh, he's been quite a little, uh, political man since he, he's been an old man since the day he was born. And he's always had, um, big discussions about adult things. And he's very proud of me for just standing up because he says, mom, if you don't, who will? And so I find that inspiring. I, I, I always think of the Streisand effect, you know, like uh, the repercussions of this are can be very, very positive, right, of, of yeah. what's going on. And I see what you're doing and, and speaking openly, and I'm like, 
uh, that's good. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Does do we ever want the situation to have happened? No, I don't think anybody would be mm-hmm. like, yeah, we needed that. But sometimes you need a little bit of something to galvanize people out. Like, look at COVID. Look at how many things came out of there that were absolutely like beautiful and and actually really good. And the people I certainly met and talked to and everything else. Like, it's really, um, um, really done a lot of great things. There was a lot of a lot of crappy things. Like yeah. A lot, pros lot, and a lot, cons. Right? Pros and pros, cons. That's right. Pros and cons. Yeah. No, absolutely, Sean. Like that, uh, uh, we can we can look at that and we can go, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. But what it did was bring a lot of people, uh, bring a lot of awareness out. And uh, even though there was so much, um, you know, split up groups of folks there that I brought a lot of different people together that maybe wouldn't have met or or knew that they had like-minded things going on so there was a lot of good in that too well before I let you off uh, is there anything else you uh, you know like uh, we've breezed through a lot well not breezed through but we've talked about a lot um is there anything else before I let you go that you want to let parents know or or people in general know that maybe that I've, I've skipped over um, I think that the decision to go above and beyond the um, with that explicit description of adult content in our schools uh, is just beyond. Um, it's just had no business being in there. And so I just I want to make people aware that that is it was bad. Please look at the information. Um, so you can actually see it for yourself. Don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to CBC. Don't just listen to Gormley, whoever had all the stuff on. Um, I just, I, if you want to reach out to me, by all means, I'd love to chat. I have no problem with that. Um, I think just keeping the conversation going is, is very important and not just letting this slide by because it's summertime. I know people want to be on holidays and spend time with their family and it takes away from that. Um, please vote. It also matters big time. And again, don't just let summertime happen. Um, please do what you can in your own communities to become aware. When when uh, when is the the um, election for your area? I knew you were going to ask me that, and I I can't remember the exact <laughs> date um, because again, it's all flooding in so. It's quickly. because you're a newbie to the and political newbie, realm. That's and right. I'm a newbie, but it's the beginning of August. I know that for certain. So just. Become aware yourselves too, please, because I, I'm sorry that I don't have an exact date, Sean. But you could talk with that with John too. It's funny. I, I here. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look it up quick. Well, right. no, I, I, I swear they, they, they literally. Uh, we don't August, have a lot of time. August 10th. August 10th. That Henry Henry had sent me the the date of when the election is, so I'm okay, like, I'm pretty perfect. sure they told me. Yeah, uh, that's funny. I, I don't Sorry. feel bad. I'm no, I'm I'm like, and there's a newbie into the political realm. That's that's. <laughs> I, I get asked like, how many election them? And I'm like, I I don't know. I actually I actually don't know. You yeah. know, but that that's that's cool. I think I think it's great. You know, uh, David Parker once told me on here. You know, uh, politics isn't a spectator sport. You have to get involved. Yeah. You want things to change. You want, you know, like this is our lives, you know, you're talking about. It and is. if you want things to change, get involved. You want well, things to change in the school system. You you know, like I'm married to a teacher. Start talking to the teachers. We had, we had um, yeah. a guy in Lloyd come and talk. And they talked about statesmanship with schools. You know, you just don't go in and yell at them. Like, just start a yeah, conversation absolutely. and start it before there's a problem, right? Because yeah, you might absolutely. you might find th- some things out, and you might be able to help. You might have to, you know, and on and on it goes. You know, I, I, so like, get involved. 
start some conversations. Yeah. Talk about the things that matter. Absolutely. I was at Jordan Peterson when he was here in Regina and uh, that was what actually started it for me when I really stopped to think about what I could do because he said to everybody, uh, he said, if you aren't doing something, even at the lowest level in, in your, in a group, in, a, in politics, in your own community, in your own realm, you are doing nothing and we can't do anything. If we want to see Canada go down, that's, what's going to happen. And so I thought, well, that's profound from him because he's so, amazing and interesting and as he's has so much to say so i thought just got my got my brain going and i thought okay uh what can i do and then i all of a sudden i said what can i do and and uh this was my response was okay here's a catastrophe you should go and talk about it (laughs) you know as people know you know we've uh, we put it out in the universe for jordan peterson on episode 500 podcast starts because you know, in a, in a simple way, we, uh, the book club is certainly there, but we read his book and, you know, and the book spurs on things and spurs on things. But, you know, it always comes back to, you know, clean up your room. And if you can do that, yeah. you know, then maybe you can work on your house. And if you can get that in order, then maybe you can start to work on some other things outside of that. And, you know, it grows and grows and grows and grows. Yeah, I got a ton of time for Jordan Peterson on this, th- this thing. And it doesn't surprise me one bit you know, that uh, he's had an impact on your life as well, actually. You know, one day, you know, Lord willing, I'll get to sit across from him and, and ask him about that because yeah. the amount of people he's impacted... Um, huge. Was, ...was beyond huge. And COVID brought a whole lot of them to terms with how uncomfortable they were going to be with the world moving forward. Yeah. Because I don't know how many people I interviewed that did not want to speak out, did not want to go against the grain, did not, did not, did not. And then COVID happened. And they're like, well... If I'm going to live by some of the things written in this book, you know, yeah. uh, well, here, here's your opportunity. And uh, don't worry, folks, there's going to be more opportunities in the future for a whole <laughs> lot of us. And That's uh, right. you're, 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 uh, any day you can, you can wake up and be, well, here we go, right? Like, I mean, I mean it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, I wrote this thing the other day. Um, and, and I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but here we go, Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> I wrote, uh, you know, I'm not saying never. I'm just saying not today. And uh, uh, to me, that that, that can be uh, on a lot of different issues. Um, but, you know, when I struggle with something that seems so, um, like, all-encompassing, like it's, mm-hmm. you know, for, for, for Saskatchewan folks, maybe it's the SAS party or Planned Parenthood or whatever. It's like... You think about the giant problem. You know, once upon a time, my brother and I and uh, one of his best friend's sisters biked across Canada. So started at uh, Newfoundland and biked to Canada. And when you look at the map, you go, how are we ever going to get across this province? Mm-hmm. And Dustin used to say to me, just get on the pedals. Let's just start pedaling. You know, and uh, pretty soon you start to, and it's like, you, you take any big issue and it's the same. It's like, you know, like if you get overwhelmed by the size of it, then every day you're just going to, you'll never start. Instead of just, you know, don't worry about the next 10 years, worry about today. And if you yeah. start with today and, and it's it's not today, today is not when, you know, uh, you can start to piece together the day after day after day and, and who knows where that leads, not just for you, but for, or, or for me, but for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, ma'am, it's been, 
Well, another Lumsden person, you know, folks, Lumsden. <laughs> um, appreciate uh, you coming on and, and doing this. And uh, while well, I'll be looking forward to seeing what Charla has in her um, uh, in the days coming forward. And if you're ever through uh, Lloyd Minster, you let us know because uh, we'll, uh, well, who knows? Um, we got the For Kids Sake and certainly um, what you're doing is exactly what the For Kids Sake is all about, trying to speak up for, for kids and, and for their futures and everything else. And uh, maybe uh, somewhere there is uh, is uh, something that could align and we could have you come talk in Lloyd at some future date. Either way, um, appreciate you coming on. I would love that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Today's episode has been brought to you by CalRock Industries. With new used and refurbished oil and gas equipment in stock, CalRock is your best bet when it comes to finding equipment that fits your needs, is within your budget, and is ready as soon as you need it. They can even custom manufacture tanks and other equipment for your specific application. They're located here in Lloydminster, but I'm sure they can serve you wherever you are at. All you got to do is go to calrock.ca for more information. I also want to remind people that Patreon, I uh, just started posting back on it. Uh, we're going to give her a go here for the next six months. So if you want to uh, go down in the show notes, you can click on that. Feel free to support. Don't support. It's behind a paywall. So uh, the money is coming back to the podcast. And we got a little behind the scenes uh, action happening there. So love to see and hear your guys' comments on that. Either way, we'll catch up to you on the next episode.